Brian Mudd. Download your iHeartRadio app and turn up News Radio 610 WIOD. It's about making sure that we can highlight those cargoes and containers that have to get in here and move through the system versus those that are not as timely or time sensitive right now. We've got patio furniture and lounge chairs sitting on the docks, but Christmas trees are on the vessels outside at anchor. And that is a true story of what's happening today. Well, I got a related true story about just how crazy some of this stuff is. So my wife and I ordered an outdoor patio set in April, I think it was. We are still waiting on it. The company got in touch with us again last week and said, it's literally parts that we need are on a ship. We have no idea when they're getting off because they're not getting any update. But that's the world we live in now. You know, Joe Joe Biden's America of manufactured crisis. You know, um, our CFO and and chief fire marshal, he says that the the prez should flex some muscles, put some muscle behind it to, uh, to try to do something about this. Jimmy Petrona is joining us now. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, I've got some, I got some patio furniture. I'll make you a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I won't deliver though, so it may be just as problematic as the shipping crisis. Oh, I'll tell you what. I have my brother pick it up from you, and then uh, we'll we'll get together over the holidays. And that's it'll right. Probably... That's right. You know, that's uh, yeah. This I tell you, with what has happened with the shipping crisis, I'm sitting there. I'm watching Meet the Press on on uh, Sunday morning, and they got uh, Pete Buttigieg on there, one of the channels, one of the morning shows. And I'm thinking, what what on God's green earth were they thinking when they're putting this guy who who's never run a business in his life, who is who has never you know probably managed more than about four people in 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 where he has been in, in professionally, and putting him head of Department of Transportation, and we've got the biggest interruption of service crisis that we've ever had in the, in the history of this country. Come on. To the point he was where the, Home he Depot was the, and Walmart and Target are buying and, you know, they're contracting out their own ships because they cannot trust what is happening by the administration's, you know, handling of this debacle. He was the mayor of a college Sorry. town. No, you're fine. You're fine. But I mean, I, I just, he, he, he was the mayor of a college town. And, and and he he's got that guy he he can run anything he wants that's why he was running for president and it's just yeah, like uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke you know he do special things too uh, you know you did remind me though when you um, put out your challenge for for Biden to flex some muscles because it, it was very yeah. kind of Biden esque because Biden you know of course over the course of time asked Trump behind a barn and my all time favorite Biden moment when he was on the campaign trail during the Democrat primary at a school in Iowa. And one of his supporters, actually, who we refer to as fat, he challenged to a push-up contest to prove his mental acuity. So I, you know, with, with that, I, I think it's a good idea. In fact, Jimmy, maybe you should take Biden up and, and challenge him to a push-up contest to fix the supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, have you seen my waistline? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that the okay. president would call you fat too? <laughs> I have uh, I have definitely put on the COVID fifteen, so uh, <laughs> um, you know uh, I've got a little bit of work to do on that. But you know uh, the 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 there the, the, there is a reality uh, that our our nation is in crisis. Uh, Washington, the minions are running the institution. Uh, the decisions that are being proposed, they're spending dollars that our grandkids are going to be paying for for years and years and years. 
And, you know, I'm sorry, you know, uh, this, this, uh, runaway Congress, we're, we're not going to, we're going to do everything we can in our, our power in the state of Florida to make sure this legislative session, we keep your dollars in your pocket as much as we can. Wanted to ask you about that. You've outlined your top legislative priority for the upcoming session that starts in January. Tell us about it. So, you know, a, a couple of things, you know, one, um, and we, we talked when it took place, but, uh, the tragedy of Surfside has created more of awareness of the type of role our, our, our first responders play when you add it on top of what they dealt with with COVID. They, they dealt with a, uh, a scenario where you couldn't use a Zoom call to respond to a 911, uh, you know, outreach. So the challenges that we saw there, um, you know, showed and brought to light where I saw the type of, of service and commitment they had, especially how graphic it was at, uh, Surfside, we're going to get those guys some more resources. Their equipment got blown out. Their 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 bodies. We're going to so we've got ten million dollars set for equipment and sustainment. Um, you, you know to to help those guys rebuild because they get deployed not just all over the state of Florida, but they also get throughout the southeastern United States, uh, in the Caribbean. Um, in addition, we're going to uh, push for more home hardening. Um, so if you buy a a house to say it's ten years old, you know what's the challenge is. Maybe you'll have storm impact windows, you'll have storm impact doors, or maybe your roof doesn't have what's called hurricane clips. We're going to create a sales tax exemption for those items that not only will empower the consumer to want to get aggressive to make those investments, but now it will empower the, the those that do the installation, saying there's an incentive for the, the consumers to come out and get get do business with me. I'm going to get aggressive with my pricing. So again, we're trying to uh, trying to spin up both sides of the argument by putting some savings uh, that ultimately should drive down insurance rates for the Florida homeowner and make home ownership more uh, affordable. Amen. I mean, that's desperately needed. Uh, talking to CFO and Chief Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas. You know, Jimmy, on the matter of insurance reform, we're talking about property insurance form, uh, reform the last time you're, you're on, and the latest I've heard is that it, it sounds like there's not the political will with the legislature to do it again. Uh, you know, is is this thing just dead? And and do you think that if uh, you know listeners put pressure on their representatives, we can still make a difference here? The, the way I feel is every year there's going to be some type of insurance package, some type of insurance legislation. There's always things that need to be done um, to to move the needle significantly. Um, is going to take you know both the speaker and Senate president saying you know we're going to get it done this year. There was you know, a, a pretty significant uh, piece of legislation that passed last year. Uh, we passed some significant legislation in our office last year. But most of these things take about 18 months before you feel it because you think about it, you know, a lot of people are already in their policies. You'll have to let the market change based on the new legislation that was passed. And then finally those new rates will start to be able to settle in. So it, it, nothing happens overnight. Uh, but this is why, like I said, the sales tax piece that I've got here, um, you know, we, we, we're not picking a fight with the insurance company. We're not picking a fight with the, with the plaintiff's attorneys. We're basically trying to say, you know, let's create some incentive for the homeowner to make hardening investments on their home. And the state of Florida wants to give you an incentive to do it. All right. Got it. Now you mentioned, uh, the, the, the COVID 15. How many, uh, how many of those were attributed to, uh, to In and Out Burger? <laughs> have you, you know, had an so In-N-Out burger? I have. And, and you know, I, I tell people, you know, In-N-Out, I, I had one. I had no idea 
this many uh, individuals on the East Coast of the United States had had a West Coast burger. It's crazy. Um, I was speaking to a group the other day, and the room had about 150 in it. And I asked, I just got talking all this really cool finance, insurance, all this stuff like first responders. I said, y'all got any questions? The only question I got from the entire audience was In-N-Out Burger. And I asked them, I said, how many of y'all have eaten In-N-Out Burger? I bet you 75% of the room had raised their hand. So anyway, so we, we've started a dialogue. It's not going to come in for a landing with a simple tweet or you know, a Facebook post. But we, we have, we've got a dialogue started. We've started to build out you know, the case of why the state of Florida could be fit. I've been studying their logistics. I mean, they stop in the state of Texas. So, you know, we would have to work with them on supply chain logistics. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Enterprise Florida, our state's economic development, we actually have fast food restaurant experts on the team. That's where they were in their previous life. So um, we, we've got some tools to bear. Uh, we just uh, need to go put a meeting to bed. You're wondering if you if you happen to miss this story for some reason. So recently, In-N-Out Burger said, screw it, we're not doing the California vaccine mandates. And so yeah. they've had to close locations down, close dining rooms down, limit yep. service. San Francisco, I don't even know. I, I think they might have had to close them all out there. But anyway, and so our CFO, Jimmy Petronas, said, hey, come to Florida. So that's what we're talking about. And now I just well, want an In-N-Out uh, Burger. Yeah, and, and, and look, I was in the restaurant business 30 years of my life. I grew up in the kitchen and Running a restaurant is is challenging, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And you know, and, and you think about the Snyder family that's had In and Out Burger for over over fifty years. You think about the type of uh, um, just pride they have in their business, where people are willing to stand outside, around, and loop around a building to get one of your your sandwiches. So, I mean, you know, it's incredibly flattering for them. It's intoxicating, but it also shows you how much pride they have in what they do. And I love companies like that. It's no different than like a Chick-fil-A, you know, and, um, you know, I just want to see good companies that the key thing is they have a good product, but obviously they wouldn't be having a good product if they take care of their employees. All right. So we're flexing muscles and burger in hand. Gaining weight. <laughs> Gaining weight. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Hey. All right. Take care. Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks. That's our uh, CFO, Chief Fire Marshal, Jimmy Petronas. Today's Q&A of the day, Florida's special election, our special congressional election. The primaries are tomorrow. Replace the late Elsie Hastings in Congress. We'll dive in next. You're the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.